Hi, this is Dan Cassetta. Welcome to Flashback Friday on Changing Lives, Selling Knives. This podcast was created to share inspiring stories from people who are positively impacting the world using lessons and skills they first learned from selling Cutco knives with Vector Marketing Corporation. Episodes feature some of Cutco's most prominent alumni and top achieving current leaders. Flashback Friday is your chance to hear a short piece of one of my favorite past episodes. We'll hand select the best nuggets to share with you in this short form. The lessons of the Cutco Vector experience are numerous, are compelling, and are real world concepts for business and life. Thanks for pressing play. Let's get on with today's flashback. Today, we are flashing back to episode number 86 with the brilliant young business leader, Michael Arietta. Michael has already had exponential success in his relatively short career. His success began in Cutco Vector, where he was one of the top college student sales reps in the history of the company. His corporate experiences included a key role at Dell and a major part in building DocuSign into a market giant. Now, Michael has started his own holding company, Garden City, with the purpose of buying and transforming service businesses all over the southeastern United States and eventually beyond. He's a young version of Warren Buffett, and the best is yet to come in his life and career. This short snippet starts with Michael talking about his high-level success with Cutco and how he developed the confidence to achieve any vision. You'll also hear about how he set himself apart in some of his early corporate roles and positioned himself to earn the big opportunities that came his way so quickly. This snippet wraps up with Michael sharing some of his most important keys for young entrepreneurs who want to rapidly build their career success. If you get value from this flashback episode, please consider supporting one of our sponsors by visiting changinglivespodcast.com deals. If you like wine, you've got to try out Good Weather Wines, founded by legendary Cutco Vector alum, Mark Lovis. You can get a monthly shipment of three, six, or 12 bottles, hand-selected based on your preferences. I'm a subscriber, and I recommend it highly. If you enter the code CLSK when you sign up, you'll get free shipping on your order. It was tough to do justice to the greatness of Michael Arietta in this short flashback, so if you want to hear more, please revisit our full conversation in episode number 86. You were the number one new rep your first year. During college, you were the number one college All-American several times. I mean, you had a really, really awesome uh, run during your years selling Cutco. What do you feel like were some of the keys that made you so successful as a young rep? Yeah, it's funny. Like uh, as I'm launching uh, Garden City now, my new company, all my investors always ask me, like, hey, what was your secret in Cutco? Like everyone asks me that literally at least once a week. And my answer always changes because as you know, Dan, and as if you ask LeBron James or you ask Michael Jordan or anyone, kind of what was your secret? they'll probably give you a different answer every time because there is no secret, right? There's just an entire, an entire plethora of things that have to come in perfect harmony. But some of them off the bat was, honestly, I felt like I had to, right? Kind of the situation that I was in. I don't know if I told myself that I was in that situation or not, but I really felt as though my family was counting on me to deliver, 
right? So I knew the impact of what it would mean if I could at least pay for my own overhead so that I didn't put that burden on my mother and father, right? And so it was not a nice to have. It wasn't a couple of extra bucks for me. It was, I had to do this. There, mm. there was no other way. So I think that if getting yourself to that mindset around this is not a nice to have, this is a must have, right? Um, I think that mindset attitude was absolutely sacrosanct. It was critical. Another thing was I come from a family that's never, I don't know, probably the most our family's ever made in household income was $50,000 a year, right? And so I was never exposed to lawyers and doctors and business owners and entrepreneurs. And so I was naturally curious about everything. So what is called in our business world, even till today, building rapport, I never knew what the heck rapport meant until a couple of years later. I always spelled it wrong. First of all, I never knew it was, it was spelled it <laughs> Everyone, all these smart people always like, oh, you're really good at building rapport. I was like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I never knew what it was. And but all that it meant every time people went shadowing with me, they'd be like, you're really good at building rapport. I wasn't trying to. I was just curious about like, wow, so you're a doctor. What type of doctor? How long did you go to med school? Did you meet your wife in medical school? So she went to medical school. So what does she do now? So what type of law do you or what type of medicine do you practice now how long oh you started your own practice wow that's neat how many doctors do you got oh you're a lawyer okay and i would just ask and ask and ask and ask and ask and so by the time we were 15 20 minutes into an hour appointment their guard would quickly come down because we were building rapport right and so i think that was a critical thing rather than just coming out of the bat trying to talk about selling knives right so that's probably the second thing I'll mention. The third thing is that out of the gates, I would always, I would always set the tone of what success looks like to me. You need to set a vision as to what you're trying to accomplish. Period. Right? You have to set a vision. And nowadays we're bombarded with too much information, too much content, too much knowledge, and we try to overcomplicate stuff. And so when I was young, my vision was to be the best. Simply, I want to be the best rep, period, right? I want to be the best rep. And so that was the vision. So it all starts with your vision, right? Once you have that vision and it's crystallized for you, that's very, very clear to understand. And the next step is the commitment to that vision, right? To fully commit and saying, I'm going to do everything in my power to execute this vision. Mm-hmm. And once you make that commitment to yourself, to your family, to others, to your manager, to whomever, to your mentor, right? The next step is, the actual initiative as to how to get there. Like what has to be true? What are the specific steps that you must take to accomplish that vision that you just set for? And now once you have that initiation of what you must do, then it's getting others on that journey with you, right? It's getting others on that journey with you saying, look at where we're going. Look at where we're going. Here is the course that we're going to, right? Join me on this journey. Join me on this journey of becoming the best, right? And so I still have my Cucko book. I'll never, hopefully my great, great grandchildren will never throw it out. And it's, it's such a prized possession to me. And as I looked through it, it was all vision casting. Every single page was, I used, it looks hideous today, but I used to grab markers and say, here's the vision to become the number one sales rep in the company in the summer. Here's the number one vision to become the number one sales rep in the company in the next summer. Here's the vision to be the number one sales rep in this push contest, right? And it was a vision. Do you want to join me in this vision? Because I'm going to get there with or without you, but to have you alongside and put the wind behind my sails and join me on this, right? That's going to be something special. 
it's incredible that you were essentially recruited into some really high profile roles or given such really high profile opportunities at the companies that you were at very early here, you know, after college, you're still in your twenties and you're getting these big giant opportunities, you know, put in your lap. And it just, it says something about you and how you positioned yourself or, you know, how you set yourself apart you know, as a key player, you know, what was it about you that you think these guys saw in you, Michael Dell and Keith Kroc and others, what did they see in you to give you these big opportunities? Good question. I think that I really love the definition, what some people define as luck of preparation meets opportunity, right? Um, I think that's a big factor in it. I worked extremely hard. So I was the first one in, the last one out. Right when the company needed someone to do something that didn't fall in someone's role and responsibility, I raised my hand. Right, I made sure that I was always on time. I made sure that I was the quick learner. I made sure that anything that was asked of me, I delivered 110. percent Also at Dell, when I became the chief of staff in our group, I asked for the opportunity. So I was vulnerable enough to, or crazy enough, or naive enough is probably the right word to say, "Give me a shot at this opportunity." Like, let me try, right? And I think that's what Cutco taught me. I think Cutco really, really, really gave me that foundational framework to say that if you could dream it, you could probably become it. I was very creative and strategic about those things, right? And so, yes, so a bit of luck, a bit of opportunity, a lot, a lot of preparation. I think a lot of that's how I landed these opportunities. That's awesome. Well, you are, you are the 31 year old version of Warren Buffett right now. So that's pretty cool to hear. Still got a long way to go. Still got a long way to go. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Mike, for anybody who is a, you know, a young entrepreneur listening to the podcast, I'd love for them to be able to get a little more into your head on, you know, what you feel like are some of the key success factors that will enable the young leaders of the future to be as successful as you've been. What do you think some of the things come to mind? Yeah. One big thing is just authenticity, right? Just you were made regardless of what you believe. I believe God made each and every one of us in a very unique way. Right. And so don't try to be someone that you're not like people, especially in today's day and age where they hide behind a lot of masks and a lot of different personalities. Be yourself. I mean, people thrive and love authenticity. Right. And so now when I'm in this private equity world, although it's more permanent than private equity, all these investors I meet, they're expecting a private equity guy to come in from Harvard Business School and wear a suit and whatnot. And I'm wearing my Converse and I'm wearing my jeans and I'm wearing my vest and I drive into my Jeep Grand Cherokee and I'm like, this is who I am. I still have a stutter problem. I still have my deep insecurities about where I come from. I still, blah, blah, blah. This is who I am. And as soon as they see that you're not trying to put a front and you're trying to just be like everyone else that speaks more volume than anything, right? So I think just authenticity builds character. So that, mm-hmm. that's a huge thing is, is really search deep down inside of really who did God make you to be and just become the best version of yourself. But there's a key thing in that, yourself, right? Not become the best version of whatever is out there, but the best version of yourself. So that's one. Number two is seek wise counsel. Just really, I mean, that's, that's one thing that I probably have too much of. Right, too much of it takes. I mean, just today, one of my board members, I spent two and a half hours with him today. He's the founder of the Ritz Carlton Group, 
Hort Schultze. Everyone at Cutco should read his book called Excellence Wins. It's phenomenal. Excellence Wins is my favorite business book by Hort Schultze. But I spent two and a half hours with Hort today, right? Just seeking wisdom, seeking wisdom, seeking wisdom, right? I mean, I constantly, and I probably do it too much to be honest with you, but in any typical day, I'm probably spending a couple hours a day with mentors and just learning, 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 learning. And I've always done that from day one. So surround yourself. My mom always said, tell me who you walk with and I'll tell you who you are. There's a lot of other quotes out there about that you're the average sum of the seven people that you surround yourself with and so forth. I so believe in that with every ounce of my being, right? Mm-hmm. So that's number two. Number three is I would say hard work. I mean, anything that is worth doing takes hard work. One of our family values for my two children, my wife and I, is give it your best. Right? Don't do anything half. Right? Give it your best. I learned a, a couple of years ago not to give anything my all. Because when you give anything your all, you're left with nothing left to give. And the biggest, most important things in life to me are my faith, my family, my friends, my community. Right? So if I give Cutco or if I give Dell or DocuSign or now Garden City my all, I have nothing left to give the things that I'm saying are most important in my life, like my children. So it's stupid. right? And so, but give it your best. Right? So give it your absolute best. So when you're committed to something, right, give it your absolute best. So when I was in Cutco, during my calling hours, it was calling hours, baby. I'm a, I mean, you do not interrupt me. Do not text me. Do not call me. Do not bother me. Do not walk in this room. I am at work. Imagine that my CEO is outside of my door. Are you just going to walk in the room and talk to me? Of course you're not. right? And so when I'm in there, I'm giving it my best. When I'm in my appointment, I'm giving it my best, right? When I'm going through the sets, I'm giving it my best. I'm memorizing those talk tracks from the annual uh, sales conference, right? I'm, I'm trying to getting referrals. I'm asking the woman to call the people right there on the spot. I'm giving it my absolute best, right? Now, I'm not giving it my all. I'm not getting my identity in it, but that's, that was a huge one of, of giving it my best. And then the last one that I talked about already is set a vision, just set a vision of excellence set a vision a big hairy bold audacious vision right someone has to be the president of the united states someone has to be warren buffett the richest man in the world someone has to be the number one sales rep in the company someone has to be the number one sales rep in the region someone has to be the number one sales rep in the state someone has to be the number one sales rep in the city someone has to be the number one sales rep in the office right figure out your level of vision right and hold on tightly Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's flashback episode of Changing Lives Selling Knives, you can find the full episode and show notes at changinglivespodcast.com. You can also sign up there to receive free resources from me and some of our amazing guests. Please consider rating or reviewing us on your podcast player and hit the subscribe button so future episodes are automatically downloaded directly to your device. This is Dan Cassetta signing off We'll be back in a few days for our next story about changing lives.